This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Episode of Top of the Morning is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Kelly Harmon. Providing you with well-researched guidance backed by Edward Jones' extensive team and technology that help you prepare for retirement, children's education, or other financial goals. Call 252-473-1006 or visit the link on the screen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, boys and girls of all ages, it is time for Top of the Morning, the best 30-minute morning show on the old internet here. You are joined by the TUC twins. Of course, I am Raheem Architect Soto, joined by my twin brother, Dual Ali, Top of the Morning, Surrington. Top of the morning, my broski, and top of the morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. As always, let us know where you're watching from. Jump in the comments so that we can give you a shout out. And if you haven't done so already, we need you to go over to tuconservative.com. Grab yourself one of those Hamilton plans. It's only 10 bucks for the year. You can help us continue our mission of spreading urban values and conservative principles to urban communities across this great and wonderful nation of ours. Bro, you had a good weekend. Oh, I had a weekend. I had a weekend. Oh, snap. <laughs> I had a weekend. Okay. I, I, I had a weekend. That, that I'll call it that. Um, Shouts out to all the high school graduates that graduated this uh, this past week. Um, I was a little perturbed at a couple of things. Couple couple things going to cover some high school graduations kind of bothered me. Like bothered me. Oh, I, I saw a couple of folks not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Not what were not they doing? doing? The whole, sitting, sitting. That, the I, Pledge of Allegiance is gone. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna sit here. Really, and no one said anything. And I was just like, I wanted to say something, but I was in a different capacity, so I couldn't say anything. But um, shout out to all. I wasn't in improper personia. <laughs> I wasn't in improper. It was it propia propia persona. Persona Jewy sui juris suni cum laude. Oh, but uh, shout out to all of the high school graduates. Um, congratulations to you folks. The rest of your journey begins. High school yeah. graduates. Um. And I, I will say, I, I got to attend um, the William Floyd High School. It's a lot of, I was very happy to see a lot of, a lot of black children, a lot of black children graduating high school. Not that I care about the color, right? Not that I care, but I just was happy. I don't know. It just I, it made me happy to see so many young black boys happy, yeah, like ecstatic to be doing that they were doing their little fingers and he's doing it all it was so happy and it made you know, me happy I, got that, I know that time i got two of them that that i got to see graduate yeah, just, from high it, school so so yeah, it made me feel good about this whole idea you know the it, it, glimpses of our future you know what i'm saying like like yeah 
it means something when you graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, it means something. At least it should. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the whole the kids who don't graduate high school are, le- are more likely to end up in jail. Bop, bop, bop. So I was like, OK, yeah. those are potentially not gang members. Now, those are potentially not future felons because yeah, they graduated. Good so stuff. it made me happy. Good, good weekend. Good you know, uh, I, I will tell you this much. I had an opportunity to participate in the Setting Things Right Fatherhood Summit put on by Representative Ken Fontenot and uh, his wife and their church and uh, got to participate as a panelist in that. And I'm telling you, bro, I was excited to see so many young fathers, people who had the potential to become fathers, come out to hear and learn and really to kind of set the record straight on a few things. And I'll just say this before we jump into the first story. One of the biggest things we have to look at is accountability, is self-accountability, responsibility. And there, there comes a point where we are... In my opinion, we're crippling people with this mental health excuse. Everything is a mental health issue. You know, at some point, you just got to we got to chalk this up to bad decisions. You know, well, Raheem, you know, rah, rah, robbed the store because, you know, he was depressed about nah, bro. Nah, I know a lot of poor people. I know a lot of people who are not financially well off that ain't out here robbing and stealing and, and they just not doing nah, that. They, they trying to figure it out. They just trying to figure it out. Well, before we get into the stories, let's get that uh-huh. bug shot going. That's what I'm okay. dealing with. You I'm already with saw the... what I was on? No, I didn't. TUC Classic. I'm doing my TUC Classic. Oh, you're still I'm Frederick a... Douglass in. Okay, I'm you ain't switching Frederick. it up. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I will tell you this. I did get that creamer, that friend's creamer from like it's supposed to be you know the only reason i'm still drinking it is because i paid for it i guess it's it's the only reason i got it but i'm just gonna go back to the regular sweet cream creamer i think this was uh well i'm i gotta get off of this i made the mistake of reading the ingredients in the creamer and i'm like gosh just go back to half and half right just half cream half milk i should have never read it but what do we got for this first story you got the first thing in the morning uh I don't know if I play the video. I don't know if we do that, but yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. So here's the thing, right? I don't, I like Larry Elder. I I like his radio show. Um, I had an opportunity to meet him at the Blexit event a few years back, and we've communicated via email a couple of times, but I'm just not, hold on a second. Let me, let me, let me stop that. Let me, let me just stop that. The reason I'm not a fan of this situation here is because Larry should not be attacking Trump. I don't think that's going to end up well for you, bro. I I don't, like Larry Elder was not on the Trump attack radar, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I haven't heard Trump say anything about Larry Elder. Uh, Fair enough. You see the tone he took with Tim Scott. I was thinking, okay, maybe Larry Elder plays the background, gets himself above a percentage point, and potentially in there for a VP seat, but I'm running for president is because just, just listen to this. Did an amazing job. Can you hear and this? If I thought, the reason I am here is that I'm running for president, and the reason I'm running for president is because I thought Donald Trump did an amazing job. And if I thought a sufficient number of swing voters in swing states would vote for the man, I wouldn't be here. But so many people find the man toxic. I believe that. For swing voters, some of them, Lawrence, if he walked on water, they'd accuse him of not being able to swim. I have no idea what to do about Trump deranged or maybe someday somebody would develop a vaccine. But until then, it presents a problem, and that problem is called electability. I've asked people the following questions, Lawrence. Have it. 
Larry Elder says Trump's number one know, problem. I don't know if I call that an attack, though. A, a, attack? Why did you cut I've, it short? I, I, Why did you cut that, it short? That's what he said. That that was the end of it. He basically says the man's got an electability problem. I, mm. I, I see that as an attack. He's saying the swing voters ain't going to go for him. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask know. you a question. Is he right? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Is he? You said an attack. I don't know. I just think that's more of an observation. I think it's a misguided observation. Um, I don't think he's realizing what he's... Not that he doesn't realize it. It's more like sometimes people just say things. Like, I'm just going to say... Somebody said, that, you know, if I enter... You know the media trick? If I say it, it becomes true. So, so maybe that- he's trying to insert it into the... You know, because like, you started off with play it one more time. He started off with, hold on. The reason I'm running you. is because of Donald Trump, and then followed up saying he has an electability problem. You mean the guy that got eighty plus million votes has a electability problem? You mean that guy? I'm going going back to it. I got the, the guy I'm that is molly whopping you in every poll possible. Is that no, what sir? that is? But yo, you yo, seem to have this. an electability problem. You didn't win in California. Ooh. You didn't win in California. Respectfully. Ooh. Ooh. And your poll yeah. at like negative two thousand. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, where is Larry Elder at in the polls? Is he even at one percent? All right, I gotta pull up the GOP primary poll. All right, pull pull up a GOP primary poll. I'm going back. I'm just waiting for this ad to get out of the way, and I'm gonna pull that video back up. But I'm telling you, I don't think I just hold on. Here we go. I got it back up. So the fact of the matter is, does this count as an attack on Trump? And my just, I'm saying in my world. This is an attack, bro. This is very attackish to me. Here you go. He's not even polling enough. They're mentioning him in the Quinnipiac poll. He's not even being mentioned. I got nothing. I got nothing. You got what? American people, specifically Republican. Is it not playing? No, it is now. You paused it. Voters uh, to vote for you so you can take on Joe Biden. Well, two things. I ran for governor in California, as you know. I got 3.5 million votes. There were 46 altogether candidates on the replacement side. I got more votes than virtually all of them put together. California has 58 counties. I carry 57. The only one I lost was San Francisco by a whopping 149 votes. My goal is to get on that debate stage in Milwaukee, which means I've got to get 40,000 individual donations. The donation can be as small as $1. Go to my website, elderforpresident.com. And once I get up there, I'm going to talk about all these issues, plus a couple ones that I think our side does not talk enough about, namely the lie that America is systemically racist, the absolute need for school choice in urban America, where, for example, there are 13 public high schools. I kid you not, Lawrence. 13 public high schools, all located in the inner city in Baltimore, where yeah. 0% of the kids can do math at grade level. And finally, the 10,000-pound elephant in the room, which is the epidemic of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids, 50% of Hispanic kids, 25% of white kids enter the world without a father in the home married to the mother. 40% of all American kids do. And the stats are clear. If you are raised without a dad, you are five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. What we've done with our welfare state is we've incentivized women. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. My, my only thing is that's... 
that's all he has. Like, that's every speech. That's every opportunity. <laughs> I, hey, listen, and you have to appeal nationally. So I think calling that an attack on Trump, nah, it's not so much an attack. It was a, it was a, what do you call that? That was like a throw a snowball, look, hide my look, hands. Look, 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 look. <laughs> try to. <laughs> I'm running because of Donald Trump, because Donald Trump did a great job, but Donald Trump can't get elected. Ladies right, and gentlemen, you're checking out that. top of the morning here on the Urban Conservative, the best 30 minute morning show on the planet. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come right back. Talk about these Texas police officers. What's going on down there? We'll be right back. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. All right, gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you are back on top of the morning, the best 30 minute morning show on the planet each and every Monday through Friday right here on the Urban Conservative. Grab your cup of coffee, your favorite morning beverage and join us as we cover the best in the news and upcoming stuff. Again, if you haven't done so already, please visit us at TUConservative.com. Grab yourself one of those memberships and make sure you follow us any and everywhere on social media at the Urban Conservative. Yo, bro. So now, three San Antonio police officers charged with murder in the fatal shooting of a woman. That is correct. Now, I saw something uh, this morning when we was, I was kind of glancing over this and somebody in the comments would be like, they wouldn't have gotten, they would have been suspended with pay if they were white. So now they're trying to make this a white and a black issue. Like somehow these officers are getting treated better or worse than they would have been treated if they were white officers. I'm not even entertaining that BS. That doesn't even get the thought Uh, of entertainment, right? The the story is as follows. Three San Antonio police officers have been charged with murder in the the fatal shooting of a woman who was experiencing what the city's police chief says was a quote-unquote mental health crisis. Mm. Sergeant Alfred Flores, officers Elisio Alejandro and Nathaniel Villalobos were suspended without pay and later arrested on murder warrants in the shooting death of Melissa Perez, who was 46, when she refused police orders to come out of her apartment. Uh, Police Chief William McManus said this Friday, the officer's actions were not consistent with the SAPD's policy and training. McManus said during a news conference, they placed themselves in a situation where they used deadly force, which was not reasonable. Given all the circumstances as we now understand it. Wait, 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 wait. Is the police chief a white guy? He is. McManus don't sound Hispanic. I mean, but then again, you never know. You never know these days, but so... McManus do not sound like a a Hispanic or Latinx. (laughs) Latinx name. But but I'm asking that question because it sounds like we have a police chief holding these officers accountable. Okay, well, one of the three charged officers opened fire. McManus said after Perez first threw a glass candlestick at the officers, then swung a hammer at them. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. That ch- uh, I didn't read this, so that way. One of the three charged officers opened fire, McManus said, after Perez threw a glass candlestick at the officers, then swung a hammer at them. All three officers then fired when Perez approached them again with the hammer, hitting her at least twice. Caught. Okay, wait, I'm confused about this. 
Court records do not list attorneys who could speak on behalf of the three officers. Perez was suspected of cutting the wires to a fire alarm, a felony, at the apartment complex and was talking to fire officials about 1230 a.m. Friday when an officer approached and tried to get her to walk toward a patrol car. Perez was speaking to a fire department official outside the complex when an unidentified officer arrived and is heard on body cam calling her, hey, lady, get over here, with Perez refusing and walking away. It appeared that Miss Perez was having a mental health crisis, according to McManus, and then she ran into her apartment. The video then shows the officers on the patio removing a window screen as Perez yells, stop it, you ain't got no warrant. An unidentified officer shouts, you're going to get shot, to which Perez replies, shoot me, you ain't got no warrant. You see, I don't know about these interactions, bro. Like, it, it, the sound of glass breaking is later heard by two follies of gunshots. McManus took no question, citing an ongoing investigation. Um, right. Yeah. yeah wait. I, I, this is a bit okay. confusing so, to me. It's a bit confusing. And at first, I'm not going to front. I was like, yeah, get the officers for shooting the lady. But <laughs> enter in swinging of a hammer. <laughs> like, I don't know if you get shot. I mean, a hammer ain't gonna. Well, a hammer can kill. Okay, go ahead and say what a hammer ain't gonna do. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, complete that sentence for me, bro. He said a hammer ain't gonna not hurt. That's what a hammer's not gonna do. It ain't gonna not hurt. That's it. Again, toughest job in America. Teachers and law enforcement, bro. The two toughest jobs in this country by far. I at want least us at to, this point. I want to see how this plays out. Now, here's my thing, right? Did all three of them have to shoot this lady? Like, was this I, like, She was only shot twice. That don't mean that. So did all three of them fire? Why are all three of them charged? Because they were all three there. I just read the whole story. She only got shot twice, but they were fatal. Ooh. Yeah, you know. Sorry that mm -hmm. happened to her. And um, as mm -hmm. it unfolds, we will we will keep you guys in the loop. We'll be right back here on top of the morning. Um, Yikes! Don't be swinging hammers at the cops, folks. This is definitely not going to end well for you. Don't do that. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at tuconservative.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Top of the Morning, best 30-minute morning show on the internet. Of course, like my brother said earlier, head over to TUConservative.com, get yourself a membership. Make sure you hit that like, follow, and subscribe. Also, head over to Instagram. We're on Instagram, at The Urban Conservative. Be one of those 900,000 people we reach every month. Make sure you tap in with us over there on Instagram, at The Urban Conservative. All right, last but definitely not least, we got them pouring into the border. So it is a, dare I say, shit show down at the border right now. Dare I use the <laughs> Yo, here's the funny part, right? When you read some of these lefty rags, like I was reading this lefty rag, it says, decrease in border crossing hasn't slowed Republican criticism. Border agents have reported a drop in encounters as Republicans start investigation into DHS, DHS secretary. Do you know why the border in the border 
Uh, it, it's, it's, just letting them in. You just, just letting them in. Ahead. Well, listen, President Joe Biden, Department of Homeland Security, is rerouting illegal immigration through ports of entry at the United States-Mexico border to Come give on. the appearance that the inflow has dropped under his watch, House Republicans say. On. Following Biden's rescinding the public health authority known as Title 42 that helped return millions of illegal aliens to Mexico since 2020, the establishment media and the White House touted a supposed drop in apprehensions along the border. While the Biden administration is celebrating a reported 25% decrease in encounters between ports of entry, these numbers are as follows. Uh, 35,317 aliens were encountered at ports of entry, 17% of the total encounters in May. According to the Office of Field Operations, this is a 20% increase from April 2023 and a staggering 34% increase from January when the CBP-1 app was first expanded to non-commercial use. In particular, as the report notes, Biden has deployed CBP-1 app that foreign nationals in Mexico are using to schedule appointments at the border for direct release into American communities. Since its implement implementation in January, more than 100,000 foreign nationals have encountered, uh, have entered rather the U.S. interior through the migrant mobile app, a population equivalent to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, New and New Bedford, Massachusetts. So, buying in them bullshitting, there's no decrease. There's a there's much more of an increase. Um, and here in here in New York. You know, there's a hundred thousand illegal immigrants that poured into New York City. They're kicking mm. veterans out of hotels. They're putting vets out, and now they're trying to pass some type of deal to for people to personally house these illegal migrants. It's absolutely so, so check this out. out. Control. Check this out. Migrants allowed into the U.S. as asylum seekers are giving immigration court dates. You ready for the year? Some of these court dates are going to pop up in. You ready? Twenty twenty. You didn't even let me guess. You got to before ahead, go, you say go, it. Go, go, go. Go ahead. 20 what? 2030. 2035. Close. Yo, yo, you're sneaking in now and you're getting to rock out because you don't got a court date for another 15 years. Right. But enough people, that? enough people get RA, you know, enough people get abused. Enough people get murdered. Enough fentanyl comes in. We're already losing tens of thousands of people a year to this stuff. You know, keep let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Why not? Yeah, let's, know, let, instead of instead of housing our veterans who put their 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 lives on the line, who have served this country honorably, let let's not figure out how to help them. Let's not let's not figure out how to expedite the process for people who do this the right way. Let let's house and spend our our me and your taxpayer dollars on people who have broken the law and come into this country illegally. Cause that's what, it, bro, there's no way around. You got here illegally. There's no, but they're just, you know, it's so bad in their country and they need help and we have to help them because no, you we're gotta America. Say it, you, gotta say it, you gotta say it, they need what? <laughs> they need asylum. They need to be asylumized. They have to get asylum. You know, they're, they're, just, they're here seeking asylum. You don't understand. They just want asylum. Man, look, it is nuts. Absolutely nuts. But don't be fooled, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you live in why, cities why that is are being it, why is it, impacted. What? Why is it people that live in gated communities that want so much asylum? <laughs> especially out here in Long Island. This is these gated community. I, I live in the remote part of the Hamptons where... This only thing you can do that illegal immigrants can do is pick your fruits and vegetables. 
Oh, so they can do. Yo, I, okay. I, I will tell you something, bro. And, and I, I, I'm just telling you this when the last time I came out to here, like I was out there in Long Island, right? You actually live in a place where you ain't got no business out there. Like, you ain't, like, if you, you know how many literally. years my door was unlocked? <laughs> Think about it. There's, there's been, no, no, no. That's a fair point. I, matter of fact, remember what I used to tell you? Just pull up, the door's open. Like I would leave I'm, for I'm, for I'm days and weeks, and my door is unlocked. Come to your house, and I've been like, "Yo, the door, the door is locked, bro. I can't." You you actually live in a place where you ain't got no business there, unless you live like, there or you. All right, so I gotta I gotta tell you this on the tail end of this, right? So there's a there's a town next to my town, right? And uh, and, and this is how I knew things in my mind were starting to change, right? Because it was this is when I first got out here. And we were riding through the next town over. So I'm in East Quag, but then there's an actual Quag, right? right. And it's a right. small town. And we're riding through there and uh, we get pulled over. Mm -hmm. Just, just, hey, what are you doing here? What's what's going on? Just everything all right? You, we never seen you before. And I, at first I got offended. As time went on, I realized something. That's what you want. You, you want that. We know we know damn near everybody that comes through here. Who so some are you, so some weird random dude in an all white van <laughs> pulls up. Yo, I yo, I remember the last time I was there, right? There was a street we were driving down and you were like, "Hey buddy, <laughs> you see that 25 right there? That thing mean every bit of it don't mean it don't 26. mean 20. It yes, don't sir. mean 27. It mean 25, 24, 23. It don't mean Dead serious, like bro. No, and then, was, and then, and then, I then remember I told you I was like, "Yo, don't be surprised if we get pulled over." Yeah, this like don't. Of, and and it's not the racist pull over. It's the hey, you guys are right. Can I help you find something? You're looking for something. Hey, and you know where you're heading. North Carolinians around here, and I noticed you're in a neighborhood where we normally don't have. Uh, so believe it or not, believe it or not, it took us a while to get to that point on the tail end of this. And and this reverts back to something. If you go look at our old content, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this relationship with law enforcement and this relationship with our community and how we had to be willing to understand what it means to have a community and be willing to protect the community. You know, I, years ago, I would have got that pullover. Yo, man, you pulled me over because I'm black in this white neighborhood. Nah, sir. I pulled you over because you clearly don't live here. You clearly ain't got, how can I help you? So the, 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 yeah, the, the, everything all right. Can I help you find something? Do you need, you, you know, that, that, I, I, Good job, officer. <laughs> Need you to do that. Y'all want to call that profiling? Call it profiling. I don't care what you call it. It's called commute. It's called proactive policing. That's what I call it. Proactive policing. Right. Because if you if you're the guy that's like, oh, uh, well, actually, I am lost. I was trying to get to this, and the GPS said that. Oh, you go this way. Somebody just shared this with me the other day, bro. Mm -hmm. They was in South Carolina. Black person. Not gonna throw their name out there, but they said, yo. I got pulled over by the officer. I was indeed speeding. I was absolutely 100% speeding. He was like, yo, I was absolutely speeding. There was no doubt about it. He said, yo, I didn't get beat up. I didn't get shot. I didn't get tased. I had my driver's license ready when he got to the window. I handed the officer my driver's license. He went back to the car. He did his business. He said, where are you headed? I told him. He said, do me a favor. Slow down. Have a good rest of your trip. Drive safe on these South Carolina highways. So so one, one other yeah. thing. One other thing. We were, we were doing uh, some door knocking petition season, oh. right? 
and we were in uh we were in in that part of town over there we we're in quag uh or hampton bays we were somewhere and um the officer just pulls right up on us like we're coming around the corner and we seen him a few times like doing his patrol so he pulls right up like <laughs> right up on what you got going on today Oh, we're just, you know, doing some petitions, doing some door knocking. All right there, guys. Have a good day. Be safe out here. You know, there's not a lot of people. He's like, yeah, you know, there's not very many people here in town. You know, I, I kind of seen you guys, you know, back and forth through the neighborhood. Just wondering what you got going on. Making sure At you're no not casing people's shit. <laughs> Why is that hard to accept? Why is that hard? Am I wrong though, bro? Am I wrong for that? Uh, no, like, because in my mind, it's like you see, you see some, you see a white girl and a black guy. You don't see Noah in the back because he's small, right? And then all you do is you see somebody getting out, walking up to a property, getting back in the car, <laughs> walking two houses down, driving around the block again. I'll go back. And you're like, yo, what the hell is? What the hell do they got going on right now? And, oh, and and you know that thing where on po most police cars it says to protect protect and serve part of that protection is proactively protecting people's stuff <sighs> all right bro look we are at the 30 minute mark listen 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 if you don't if you don't i think people just enough people don't own some shit so just get mad <laughs> i think community so they like you can't just be profiling people no sir i'm gonna need you to profile I'm going to need you to stop people who you don't recognize because you've been doing this for 20 years in this community, 10 years in this community. You damn near right. know the, the cycle. That, but I, no, yeah, no, you're no, right. No, we no, we no. have the 30 minutes. Before I go, I just got to tell you this, and this is this is straight up and down how I know this is a fact. So I'm doing the ride along, right? It's 11 30, 12 o'clock at night. The officer, we drive by the food line parking lot, and he goes, That's odd. And I'm like, what's odd? It just looks like cars in the parking lot. Like in my brain, I'm like, what's odd? He goes, well, the manager drives a this. That car is normally not in the parking lot. I'm going to whip it. So he whips this right turn on this block because there's nobody should be in the food line. Well, he right. turns on his spotlight and he starts just shining his spotlight on the street behind the food line. And lo and behold, comes out this dude. Walking from behind somebody's house, the officer gets out of the car, approaches the dude. Hey, do you live here? Nah, what are you doing here? Oh, it, it was a, it was BS. So the cop goes, yo, let me get your license and register, you know, let me get your ID. Cop comes and runs the ID. The man is parked in the food line parking lot, but creeping behind people's houses. The man was a daggone uh, sex offender. He was probably peeking in some, trying to peek into somebody's house. You know, so he knocks on the door, asks the people, hey, do you know this individual? Nah, he was in your backyard. So you're absolutely right. We want police being proactive. That's normal. That's what they're supposed to do. Um, All right. Ladies, we out of here. Gentlemen, you've been checking out Top of the Morning, best 30 minute morning show on the planet. We'll be right back with y'all tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for Top of the Morning. And stay tuned for the Urban Conservative Podcast tonight. We might be talking about some some comparis comparisons between Joe Biden, uh, uh, what's his son's name, Hunter Biden, and some other folks. But thank you for checking out Top of the Morning here on the Urban Conservative. For my twin brother, Raheem, architect Soto, I am Abdul Ali. We'll see y'all shortly. Peace.